Welcome to the Raising Christian Kids podcast. Your host, Leanne Mancini, is extremely passionate about helping children to have a strong foundation in Jesus. You will be equipped with methods and techniques to help solidify a relationship between your child and Jesus. So let's dig deep and raise strong Christian kids. Hello and welcome back to Raising Christian Kids. Today I have Julie Lavender and I'm so excited. She's an author, a journalist, a veteran homeschooling mom, and a speaker. Julie loves encouraging families to make memories to treasure for a lifetime through speaking and writing. Her most recent book, 365 Ways to Love Your Child, just won another award, which was for the Christian Market Nonfiction Book of the Year and presented by the Advanced Writers and Speakers Association. Thank you, Julie. We're so happy to have you on the show today. I am so glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I bet you were so excited to get that award. It must have been like, yeah, you know, like one of those I moments. really was because, you know, I'm surrounded by so many wonderful writers and, you know, they're all genres and fiction and nonfiction and children's and, and people are winning awards. And, and I believe even if you submit, you, you know, you, you've already won just by submitting. And to be surrounded by so many women that, because it was just women at this one, that God is using to get out his message through an award, you know, it's such an honor to me. I was just humbled and so blessed. Yes. It, you know, it's so nice to be acknowledged for the hard work and it, give, and it glorifies the Lord. My intent always, because anything like that, that helps point someone else to the book that then in my mind is going to point them to Jesus ultimately, it's just a win no matter what happens. Absolutely. So can you please tell us about your children and share any unique ways that you inspired your children when they were little to love Jesus? Well, my children are grown now. My oldest, Jeremy, is an elementary school counselor. My next child, Jennifer, uh, she's my married daughter, and she has our grandson, just one grandchild so far. And she works with a software company, and he works in marketing. And my third child, Jeb Daniel. And he is a financial analyst. And then my baby, she is starting grad school. In fact, we just took her two weeks ago to Raleigh, North Carolina for grad school. So that's my baby flying the coop. All of my children went to the university here in our town. So it was fun for them just to live just across town from me. And I still could see them. My husband was in the military. We met here in, in our hometown in high school, then dated all through college, got married. He, we both worked on our master's and then he joined the Navy. So we realized when we were moving around so much, you know, we moved every two or three years and it just felt like we were our own little pod, our own little family. And so they had to leave family and friends so often and say so many goodbyes that I always wanted each new duty station to be fun for them. I wanted them to see the good in it, to get excited, to make new memories. So we just, my husband and I tried to do a lot of neat things with them to make them feel loved. And then through our love, we wanted to give them a glimpse of the Heavenly Father's love because I, you know, I would just tell them, you know, think how much mommy and daddy love you. And that's so little compared to how much the Father loves you so much, just so in such amazing ways. So we did try to find different ways to do some unique things with them. One of my favorite things, I was all about holidays. Just the sillier, the better. You know, there's holidays, there's probably a dozen for every day. And I would give them some cheesy note to go along with. And they were little. They were, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, whatever those ages. And like, it might be measure your feet day. 
and I would give them either a new pair of socks and with a note that said, I'm glad you stepped into my life or something really cheesy like that. And I would do that probably several times a week. And we also, it might even be that they needed new school, winter school, uh, and that's a celebration in January. So they might've needed new winter shoes. And we would take off as a family and, and go buy new shoes. And I would say, happy measure your feet day and, and just give them some cheesy note like that. Another one, National Candy Day, that's in November. And I might give each of them a piece of their favorite candy with a note that would say, you are a sweet treat from God. Happy National Candy Day. So, so holidays was one of my ways to share my love with them, but also to remind them how much God loves them. Another thing I loved doing with the kids, I wanted them to learn about Jesus's love by being the hands and feet of Jesus. So with each place we moved, we would try to find something new in the community to give back to, you know, whether it was serving at a homeless shelter. And one time we made cookies and took them to a women's shelter. And one time we rang the Salvation Army bell together. So I tried to help them learn to have a servant's heart early on. So those are my two things, two ways that I thought were kind of unique, helping express my love for them through little cheesy notes and trinkets, and then teaching them about serving like Jesus. And that is so important because we can read them Bible verses, we can read Bible stories to them, but what happens, the, they're transformed through the actions, you know, through things that we do with them. They, they live this out in real life situations and it, and, it, and it builds a memory of that incident and why they're doing it. So I love, you know, how you talk about the socks and the shoes and the servant. And I would say that, you know, go ahead and practice washing your children's feet like the disciples did because kids get a kick out of that and tell them that, you know, there's little, you know, back in Jesus's day, the roads were very dirty and there was donkey done and they would get those in their toes and the kids, you know, laugh about that. I think it's funny, but you're building memories through your actions and engaging with your children. So I think that's really important. And I love your book because there's a lot of references uh, and things you can do to engage with your children. So why did you write 365 ways to love your child? Tell us about the process and how did you get 365 ideas that mom could use for little ones? Well, as I mentioned, my husband was in the military and because we moved so often and I was a stay-at-home mom and I also then decided to homeschool the kids. So because we moved around so often, I love playing this game with them. And I would say, you know, what was your favorite part of living in North Carolina? Or what was your favorite part of that house in California? And it was just to kind of keep them engaged in the car and busy. Well, I began to notice that their answers were some of the smallest, seemingly small things. I, I expected them to say something really big or real, what I would have considered big and momentous. Sometimes it was just skipping rocks on vacation, having stick races. I've told this story before, but one time wherever, I think we were living in Florida. So we were able to go to one of the major parks and I asked them what was their favorite part. I thought they would tell me one of the rides or, or something about the park. And my oldest said, my favorite part of the vacation was jumping from one bed to the other in the hotel room. (laughs) And my husband and I just died laughing because we let him jump on the bed. And that was what he said he enjoyed most about that whole entire vacation. So I just began to see that sometimes it's those little things that really stick with the kids and make the best memories. So after my kids got older, I thought, you know what, I bet I can come up with 365 and I'd like love to try to put them in a book because I want to encourage other parents to do that. So 
I love that. And you notice the ones that the memories they remember the most are the ones that you, they were interacting with you and your husband. That's exactly right. Simple, simple. That's exactly right. It's so important. And, and I also want to say thank you to you, your family, and your husband for your service to our country. Uh, God bless thank you. Thank you. It was, you. it was a joy and a blessing to us. It was tough times, but it, it was such a blessing. Well, thank you so much. What are the top five ideas? And, and please share anything else that maybe is your top five, but give us at least top five. Okay. I think we need to be intentional with the kids, like you said, because it is those moments with the kids that they remember most of, of spending time with an adult that loves them dearly. But I think also we can be spontaneous. So some of my examples were kind of a little of each. Like one of my first, my husband being the biologist, we just love anything nature. So on several occasions, we would wake up our children after they had already gone to bed, if we knew there was going to be one of those meteor showers and we'd have it prepared, we'd have a blanket out back and take them outside with either chairs or lay on the blanket and watch for falling stars. They, would, they knew they were up way past their bedtime and, and that was a lot of fun for them. And then we would say something really cheesy like, you're my shining star or my love for you is out of this world. You know, we would, I love the cheesy sayings. So we always had to throw some of those in. Another one of my favorites, my girls love this especially. But like when we did the dishes together, I would put clean water back in the sink and fill it with bubbles and let them play with their toys. And now we get to do that with my grandson. And he just, he knows that when the stool comes out, he knows he's going to get to play in the sink and the bubbles. Another one that my husband loved to do this after the kid, either when the kids were taking a nap or at night, my husband would create a scene with the toys. Like he might set up a tea party and put the stuffed animals in the chairs at the table. When they woke up, then, you know, it was almost like they were stepping already into their daddy's imagination or something. Another one, we loved to have these prayer cues when we were running errands. And, you know, if we saw an ambulance, then we would pray for the, the, the first responders and perhaps the person that was in the ambulance. When we would pass a church, we would pray for the pastors and the ministers. And it just got to be a really fun, a fun thing. And not only was it memorable and taught them to, to pray, you know, not just morning, night, meal times, whatever, just to pray on the spot. There's just those little memories. And we loved to, we volunteered at the animal shelter and we would go once a week and either play with the puppies, pet, take the dogs for a walk, pet the cats. And my girls have really fond memories. My boys would go too, but my girls especially have really fond memories of that. You know, just being intentional with some things, spontaneous with others. I think parents can be ready to be spontaneous, but also I keep in mind to be intentional as well. When, when the uh, time arises and, and falls perfectly into place, which is not always, but we need to be intentional and give those, them those memories and time together. It's so important. And I love how you engage their imagination also, not just playing with them, but conversing with them, talking to them. And engaging their imagination, I think that's so important. When my children were little, we would volunteer at the animal shelter. We would go there and bring food. And now my son's 30 years old, and every week he goes to the animal shelter about two to three times a week, and he walks the dogs. He's a dog. Oh, owner. how wonderful. Yeah. So I That's amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. You know, we never know what their passion is going to be. That is just the greatest story that he still does that several times a week. Well, that's why I, I just love your book, because like you said, these are 365 ways that you can open up your child's imagination to the world and to God. Make sure you incorporate God in all we do and everything we do and say. 
Also, how can they purchase your book? It's available at just the usual locations, all the places online. My publisher is, well, Ravel, but then the parent company is Baker Publishing House. And they have it for a wonderful price. It's only $6.99 for them. Amazon, to me, it's not horribly expensive. It's $9.99 with Amazon right now. And especially if you're primed and there's no shipping with them. But it's also available at places like Books a Million and Barnes and Noble. And so many of the uh, independent Christian booksellers also have it. Part of that conference that I was at this weekend attached to it is the CPE, Christian Products Expo. And that's wonderful independent Christian bookstores all across the country. And so many of them took copies of my book and planned to carry it as well. And, and even if they don't have it in the store right then, they could order it. That's wonderful. You know, my books, I, when my books came out, that was when Amazon was selling your books for half the price. <laughs> and now Amazon has the monopoly on selling books. So now they're selling them either, even more than what some bookstores are selling them. So That's I, exactly right. I originally didn't put all my books on Amazon, but I'm so happy enough about, I don't want to go on about my books, but I'm so happy about your book. Again, I really appreciate you writing this book. I think there's great ideas here. I hope the parents will buy your book. We will put the links in our show notes for them so they can access, you know, your book or you, your website. And is there anything last minute you'd like to share? I can't think of anything else, but one, one thing I started praying about this book a long time ago, as we writers like to do, because we do want the Lord to be able to use our work. But I just want us to be so intentional and make those memories with those kids, because that just creates a bond, you know, that will just last forever. They, if they feel that love, I just truly believe that they, they do get a glimpse of the Heavenly Father's love. And, and I just feel like it points them towards God when we can spend that kind of time with them and let them know that they are important enough to us to be intentional and to do those wonderful, fun things with them. And, and it's great memories for me. You know, what I tell the younger, younger parents, and I know when they're changing the millionth diaper for that day, it may not feel like it, but those babies do grow up and, and move away. And those are precious memories for me right now. And I love those memories as much as I hope the children will. Yes. And, you know, I pray every day also for anybody who is reading the Sea Kids to their children or watching the animation series, it's a mission that God has placed upon our hearts to serve. And that's, that's what right. we serve through our writing and through our creativity. I want to thank you for being on the show today. And I pray that everybody will, again, get your book. Thank you so much for having me. This has been wonderful. Thank you. And this is how we will raise strong Christian kids. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. <laughs>